Welcome back. Welcome to the club. You can call us Tomato Juice because this is V8. We are still coming at you live on the Grandex Labs feed. And uh, we will be moving to our own feed very, very soon. It's going to be the Wednesday after Labor Day. So put that on your calendars. September 5th, Club Cool is officially getting its own feed. I'm going to need the whole squad ready to subscribe, ready to rate and review. So if you haven't shared Club Cool with your friends or your family or your coworkers yet, go ahead and do that. Uh, I hope you like what you've heard so far. We've got another really, really good episode for you today. Today, I've got two guys that I work very, very closely with joining me. They're creatives, they're designers, they're art guys. They help design pretty much everything we do here at Grand X. I sit upstairs with them. We know each other very well. You probably know a little bit about my background here, which is product and developing it. Well, they basically design and help me develop and de- all the product as well. They're not podcast rookies, as I thought they were, actually. Carter has been on Dudes Doing Business, and Connor has been on the Inside TFM podcast. So you've both been here before, but welcome to your first appearance on Club Cool, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Barrett. You're welcome. Uh, I, I think that one of the main reasons that I wanted to bring both of you all on today is because I've, I've just been thinking about creativity at large recently and and what makes a person creative, how you find yourself in a creative field, how different it is as opposed to just, you know, a, a job looking at an Excel spreadsheet all day. And so we'll just kind of dive in and talk a little bit about how you found your way here and, and what makes you interested in this type of stuff and what you like about it and all that. Excellent. Cool. Uh, so was there a point in time when you were like, I'm a creative person. This is what I want to do. I'm going to make my life about creative endeavors and and I'm going to find a job where that's the type of thing that I do. Me first? (laughs) Go for it. Uh, Let's see. Um, I'd say, first of all, like all throughout school, as long as I can remember, I uh, pretty much hated all of school except for if it was art class or music or, or band class. And so I feel like that just kind of... So like math and science were no good. Oh. Hated that. No way. No way. But then anytime you were in an art class, creative writing, anything like that, that kind of let your brain work like that, it was was good. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, in second grade, I won a a drawing competition to get the the cover of the yearbook. So... Wow. In second grade? Yeah. What was the drawing of? Oh man, it's so bad. It's a. It's <laughs> Do you a have eagle. that in your portfolio? <laughs> no, I, it's at my parents' house. It's um, it's an eagle and a frog holding hands, uh, like gallivanting through a field. There's some butterflies and stuff. How <laughs> how old did this did the school go to? Like, what was the? What this was, the... was what was it? Uh, kindergarten through second grade. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you were you didn't like beat out an eighth grader. On on no, the cover of the no, for the cover no. of the yearbook art, there there was some pretty uh, stiff competition though. I was just recently back home and pulled out a big box out of the of an upstairs closet that has all of my like old, you know, designs and and sketches and art pieces and 
and all of that. And I really, I, I loved art class too. I loved mm-hmm. all that type of thing. I like showed an early knack for it, but I never thought about, it was never something, maybe I just didn't know, but I was never like, oh, I could be a designer. I could be a graphics guy. I could be, I could be an artist. I could find something to do with this. Like I always wanted, I, I the earliest thing I can remember being is like wanting to be a plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to cut. <laughs> but I think maybe that's also just because what I was surrounded with. Carter, you are from like a very artistic family, right? Like your brother's yeah. an artist, yeah. your dad. Yeah, yeah. It's a- all At the very over. least, it's, my, a, it's kind of grandma. like musically inclined, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all my, a lot of art in my family, music and, you know, fine art. Um. I'd say since we're we're digging that far back, the the first thing I can remember drawing was uh, torture chambers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I just like to draw these little mazes with like you know, you send a, send a little guy down the maze, and there there'd be like a spike pit with a chain <laughs> across. And, you know, there'd be tunnels that would get narrower and narrower, and then it would open up over, like, a, a boiling cauldron <laughs> of hot lava or something. So uh, one, one night, my parents are having this, like, dinner party, and they knew this artist that lived in Austin uh, back in the 90s. Her name is Julie Speed, and she's she's a really cool artist. You should check her out. She lives in Marfa now. She, like lives in an old prison her and her husband make art anyway she was over eating dinner at our house and i was like hey you want to come look at my art she's like hell yeah i went and showed her all my torture chambers and she was like dude this is the coolest shit i've ever seen you can do this how old do you think you were drawing the torture chambers I mean, I'd say first or second grade. Okay. Damn. So you were doing like the exact opposite of what I was doing. Yeah. The, the I liked frog and eagle holding, the holding hands. hands. It's a little more dark. <laughs> right. Just a hair. I, I wonder what you had. I mean, it's, that sounds relatively benign stuff. You know, it's not like you had like people's like brains splattered on the ground. No, yeah. Or, it wasn't or, graphic. It was just like what would be a challenge to get through, <laughs> right, I guess. Yeah. It was almost, it, it almost sounds more like you were playing Mario or something. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it had a lot to do with like kind of, you know, when you see the old uh, Super Mario and they're all the different islands and right, stuff right. and you're jumping around. Uh, but that, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that that's the thing that like initially spurred my whole what I do but it played a part I think I think one of the other big things that got me into thinking about design was uh, one of my dad's friends just built his house built his own house he's an architectural designer mm-hmm. and uh, built this super modern like really hard concrete and wood beam and glass house and I remember going in there and just being like man how cool would that be if you could like design a cool space that you then spend your life in uh and i was like that that is that's what i wanted to do so you you and you started college at arizona state right is that right what Uh and what were you i went to study architecture you went to study architecture yeah i want i wanted to be an architect okay and uh i just kind of like connor similarly uh if it didn't if the subject didn't interest me i i wasn't gonna like even try so schools just wasn't a big wasn't a good place for me 
so the architecture would you it didn't work out because you hated the other classes basically. exactly yeah. yeah but i i mean like all you know it's because I, I I consume myself with all of the like studio classes and the model building. Right. And, you know, it's like I I just couldn't think about any any other stuff. I just liked doing the design part so much, and you know, learning computer programs and doing all that was. So now to really do architecture, don't you need like a second degree as well, or you need a yeah? Ma- I mean, you have to yeah, you have to like pass a series of tests and or, may, stuff. or maybe I'm, I'm just thinking about uh ut's program maybe it's five years and it includes a master's degree maybe that's what i'm thinking of y- yeah yeah I, I don't really know that seems like architecture seems like it would have confined you too much yeah and i heard a lot like it, it was really weird because i mean I, I stuck with this desire to become an architect for a really long time i mean from like the end of high school basically until two years after I finished going to college in like 2010 or something. Mm-hmm. And it, I just kept talking to these architects that would be like, man, you know, you're not going to be like designing cool buildings. You're going to be designing strip malls and like <laughs> places for Baja fresh. You know, it's like, you need to make sure the Baja fresh <laughs> bathroom is up to code. And I was like, Oh dang, that's too real. Like I, yeah, that sounds awful. That I remember, and back in 2012, I think I was working at Barney's New York. We had a location here at the Domain, and I was doing visuals and merchandising. But I was really, really interested in going to work for corporate and becoming a buyer. Okay. Uh, and you know, the vision that I had in my head of like being a buyer for a spot like Barney's was like going to Paris and sitting in all the shows and like jotting down your notes and what you really liked and all of this. And then I talked to a couple of buyers who were buyers for places like that. And they basically were like, no, you're (laughs) crunching numbers. You are doing math about what sold last year and making informed decisions on what you, on, on like what that means will sell the coming year. So it was actually a lot less creatively based and like hunch based and, you know, having an eye for something. It's like, yes, you needed some of that too, but it was in a similar way to that kind of that architecture thing where you're like, you envision building a, you know, unique skyscraper. My own house. Right. Yeah. Your own like house. A, and it's some, like some rich person's cool modern house, but it's right. like, no. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get to those spots where you really get to, to kind of just open it up and, and utilize that. What about you, Connor? What did you study in college? I did advertising with, uh, minor in graphic design okay yep at texas state like a lot of people here at grand x yeah that's right why didn't you do the other way why didn't you go graphic design first uh well so actually i started out doing solely graphic design as my major and um i just i didn't like it in hindsight it was a bad choice to swap but (laughs) yeah yeah so i switched that to my minor have you used advertising? Have you been in an advertising job? Kind of when yeah. I first started here. Okay, yeah. yeah, you were doing like like digital marketing type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we thought we thought you'd be a better copywriter because your resume was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh man, this kid can write copy too. But you 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 do come up. You're you you are creative with words. Like you, you I come up with some good taglines. Thanks. Did y'all ever think? 
about clothing at all? Did you ever have any inclination that you might be doing something like this, like doing graphics for clothing company? Um, I, I guess it always, I always assumed it would be a part of what I'm doing as a graphic designer. Yeah. You know, like I figured I'd be doing album covers and logos and posters. Okay. And I mean, that's pretty much. So stuff that would work on merchandise as well, basically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah, I, I kind of thought that that was the path. Right yeah. on. Same. Yeah. I, it was, for me, it was, I, you know, I mentioned that I was working at Barney's and then I did a stint at By George here in Austin, Texas. And Grand X for me just came calling at, you know, right place, right time, basically. Cause that's, that's when I had slowly realized that buying probably wasn't going to offer me exactly what I wanted. And then like, here was this opportunity to, to slide in at this company and basically teach myself how to design clothes and, and, how to source them and how to build a supply chain and do all that. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more, but first, how about a word from our sponsor? Today's Club Cool is brought to you by Taft Clothing. It's a shoe and boot brand. They're really, really awesome. You need to check them out. Go to taftclothing.com slash cool. All these boots and shoes are handmade in Europe. It's top quality stuff. They use unique raw materials built to last forever. You get free shipping and free returns in the U.S., so there's nothing to worry about. You can try them. If they don't work, you can send them back, but I'm pretty sure that they will. So I have a pair of Taft now, and like I know that the price is 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 maybe a little higher than what you're used to, but as somebody that has boots that are more expensive than what Taft is offering, I can vouch for the quality when I pulled these out of the box I was I was kind of blown away to be honest. Uh, the one that I went for is the Jude boot, and I went for this like soft sand suede Chelsea boot, which is like just super on trend. It, it's almost like a mix of something from Saint Laurent and Common Projects, but the quality is right up there with I mean, just like the super super high end stuff. They're beautiful boots. They've got a nice heavy weight to them. Uh, I, I mean, they're gonna look awesome with everything that I put on this fall. There's another pair that I was also super tempted by. It's called the Viking boot. And it is it it basically looks like it's dragon hide. It's it's really, really awesome. It's like this very mountain looking ski boot. If we had more than four days that were cold here in Austin, I probably would have gone for those. Everything on the site is really, really cool. There are beautiful dress shoes as well. And it's not just your regular regular like black and brown dress shoe. Like everything everything has a story it says something it makes a statement and i think that you will be really really impressed if you give it a shot the promo code to use at taftclothing.com slash cool is also cool c-o-o-l cool will get you twenty dollars off your order check it out let me know what you think all right we're back with connor and carter and we're going to talk a little bit about creative process because i know that that is not something that is something that's kind of nebulous. It's not that easy to grasp onto. It's kind of hard to understand. And if you don't have a job like we do, if you're not in this type of position, it can be kind of confusing. So, you know, like, like where can we start the description here? How does, how does a creative process begin for you? Okay. Um, sorry. The creative process, uh, 
begins with the <laughs> with the idea. What are so, we so so for like for us, you know, when we design a collection like this most recent fall eighteen rowdy stuff, we kind of had we 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 researched we we noticed some trends we found something that we liked and related to which was this road this like west texas road trip and that's what we kind of put down on paper so to speak to begin yes it kind of guiding light it requires some type of guiding light like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then you know we just go to the library drive look at things do you ever just shoot up in bed in the middle of the night and say Eureka! And you write it down on a notepad by your bed. That has never happened. That actually, <laughs> that does happen to me. Actually, I wouldn't say it's really in the middle of the night. It's more like as you're falling asleep, yeah, yeah. where you're like still sort of conscious, mm-hmm. and then but you're like you're having these super weird thoughts, like the DMT is kicking in. Yeah, the, yeah. The but you can still pull DMT. yourself out in time, right? And be, and then you're kind of just like, what the fuck was I thinking? I, I just, I always remember. I think it's a Seinfeld episode where Jerry like wakes up but he's been asleep and he writes something down and he's thinks it's really funny and then the rest of the episode is him trying to figure out what what he like what this means because it's gibberish basically yeah that that actually happens to me that does yeah i just have trouble reading my own handwriting any time of day any any way use the notes app on your phone that's what i use yeah i do too i I do 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 a lot of siri dictation in my car yeah in my commute uh I do a lot of that. Just make a note of this. Um, showers, showers. Well, so so are I just, big. you know, I actually just posted on the, <laughs> on the Club Cool Instagram like a little photo of a of this sketch doodle that you've got going up on the, the on your pad up there. Oh, so is that like the beginning of an idea? What what is what's that? That the little cityscape uh-huh, with the yeah. angry sun. Yes, that's hot ass Austin, Texas, with an astrodome. I. <laughs> I was drawing a bunch of skylines because I was planning on possibly doing a, another mural in the office. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I was just kind of starting to draw some cities, and then the sun, it has been so hot. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts, I can think about. actually, yeah. how hot it's been. Yeah. People are talking about how, like, summer's almost over, and they just, they just have no idea. <laughs> What a, what a oh. privileged life they must lead to not be in Central Texas. I had no ice yesterday. <laughs> it was a hard day. Hard, hot day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's drawing, getting into different, picking up tools that you don't really know how to use is always a cool way to accidentally discover something. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I try to just get in and, free draw for a minute when I'm figuring out what I'm going to do for the day and then move on to the next thing. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's different computer programs, 3d modeling programs, uh, different ways of using your computer. Like we have these drawing tablet things mm-hmm. that allow us to draw on the screen. There's just so many things you can do. And, uh, yeah, we use we and I know we use Pinterest a lot as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically yeah. just that online mood board is is almost cliche, but super helpful. Yeah, as and well. it's good to see what uh, you know what people are responding to and like what is popular. You, we always have to kind of watch and just be aware of what uh, what the homies want. 
Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about like stuff that inspires me and it, you know, I, I love clothing, so I'm inspired by other brands as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, you, you kind of like see a brand doing something that's cool and you try to take it and, and put your own spin on it and make it relatable to something that's like a part of you or a part of your brand. Yep. Also, you, sorry, go ahead. No. no. I feel like a big thing for us when coming up with stuff is the collaboration component. Like there's so many times where I might have an idea and I start with something simple and then I, you know, pass it off to you and then you build upon it and then pass it back mm-hmm. and then it evolves into something. Yeah, that's that's a really cool dynamic that I, I'm happy that I have because I've never really had a, a like a creative partner you know, who I like in the graphic design world where we can like toss files back and forth. And, uh, I, what's the, what's the way to say it? it's almost like ping pong, you know? Yeah. So we're hitting it back and forth and, you know, there are a lot of shitty ideas that yeah. we try to revive into being something cool or funny and some just pop out of nowhere. Yep. Well, and I mean, I know I, I watch you guys, sometimes I accompany you, but, but I mean, I don't, I don't know what's called. They're almost little walkabouts that you'll do too. Like whether it's just like going to hit your boat on Lake Travis, you guys went to, what was it? Is it an art exhibit or an art store the other day? Uh, yeah. What would you call that? No, it's a gallery. Okay. Yeah, it's a gallery? It's just, yeah, it's a gallery. It had a bunch of like Dr. Seuss original prints and stuff in there. It was just kind of weird. It's in a strip mall, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, but it's a strip mall in South Austin, so that's <laughs> tight. I guess. That's like real cool. Okay. Uh yeah, <laughs> what was it? What was it called? The art Art on Fifth. I art think? on Fifth yeah. on South Lamar. <laughs> what was uh? What yeah? What y'all see there? Anything cool? Uh, actually, I think I I think I took a photo of the one artist I really liked. Let's see if I can bring up the name. Uh, I'm always for me. It's like also always recency bias as well. Like I love a ton of different artists, but. It's like I can. What I'm thinking about currently is the most recent exhibit that I saw at the MoMA in New York, which was Max Ernst, who's one of like the fathers of Dada, okay. which is kind of like this real absurdist, multi-layer, like just kind of like off the wall stuff. That, and that's I always really like that. Like I right. always really like the kind of abstract extremism, Dolly stuff. Dolly is another yeah. favorite of mine. Right. And then uh, Luis Bourgeois who does these actually kind of like some of her, she does like a lot of installment work. Uh, so some of her stuff is kind of almost torture chamber looking. Hell yeah. Like it'll be these, it'll be like this massive sculpture of this thing that looks like a spider. And then within the spider is like this cage. And it's just like a chair sitting in the cage. It's like totally. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. But I mean, so those are the two, you know, like I love a bunch of other artists, Dali and Rothko and, you know. I hate I hate Roth. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about that then. And, okay. Uh, but it's like those two, Ernst and Bourgeois, who I wasn't that familiar with, or like I, who I think about constantly because that's the last like, exhibit that I went to. Right. Yeah. Um, the, I, I, can't, I can't think on the last exhibit I've been to. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, we always try to go out and look at just look at art uh mm-hmm. in every form or fashion if you could have if you could just have one original from any artist in the world doesn't have to be a painting can be a sculpture or anything like that the 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 caveat here is that you can't sell it 
So you can't just say you want Starry Night by Van Gogh because it's worth like <laughs> sure. a billion dollars. You can't resell it. Like, what would you pick? Like, Rothko is at the top of my list. What? Because And here's why. Because I love that people hate it. I love oh. that people look at a <laughs> at a block of color on the wall by Mark Rothko and are like, how is this in a museum? <laughs> how is this worth millions of dollars? Like, I really like that. And it's oh. it's kind of like, I don't know. I think about, because the, the, the complaint about that is like, anybody can do that. I could do that. But then I think about this, the Mark Zuckerberg line in Social Network where he's like, if you were in the inventors of Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. look into uh, Marcel Duchamp. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but um, I'm pretty sure one of his uh, most well-known pieces was he just took like a oh. urinal and flipped it upside down or uh, like a water fountain and just signed it. And I'm sure it's worth millions now. Uh, is this the same dude who did the Bowie collage out of all no, the ripped no. up paper stuff? No. Um, yeah, this guy's from way before that. I, I would like, uh, assuming I had an enormous backyard with like a, a large pond. Sure. I would get, uh, one of those. Jeff Koontz. I was, mm, was yeah. going to say that. Get one of those big <laughs> the, Jeff Koontz the dogs. Balloon one, yeah. Balloon ones? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damn, that's crazy. Uh, you know, and, but like the other thing too. Great lines. <laughs> yeah, for real. The other thing too is like, you know, in the the El Paso airport parking checkout, like the, the terminal to go get your rental car mm-hmm. in the El Paso airport, or maybe the other west texas city yeah i was trying to go to new mexico okay they have the coolest uh hanging reflective art it, it's like a mobile mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it hangs over just the entryway to a parking place but it's uh there's great art everywhere and so you know one of those things would be great to have right i would love that uh yeah do you, do you guys have you, have y'all ever dabbled in any of of that that type of work, any of that type of physical or visual art like that? I I, I mean I, I had to take a course in college, but n- but no like no spare time you know throwing really. some paint up on some canvas, and then Carter you you have the the beaded yeah I do I make beaded art bead what, art what is that what is it Japanese beads no well the they're called Japanese seed beads See, yeah, okay. or Czech seed beads, That's but what, okay. it's it's a Mexican. It's uh, it's wechol art wechol. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They either use beads or yarn, and it's really ornate and uh, it's just it looks cool. So then, your own work even inspires some of what you do here too, because I know for 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 mm-hmm. our spring 2019 stuff right. coming out next year that that there's some wechol type type patterns mm-hmm. yeah on swim and on hawaiian right on aloha shirts right yeah i mean it's just it's uh i do this stuff on the side it's i've got a lot of it just kind of hanging in my house uh i like the way it looks and you know it's some are some are pretty cool and so it, when i'm designing a pattern I can just pull pull from the stuff I've already done on these skulls and then kind of digitally transcribe it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, make clothing out of it, which is fun. I mean, it's 
It's killing like three birds with one stone. How do you know when a piece is done when, or when it's finished? Uh, a, well, a bead art piece because there's, there's no <laughs> more space to put beads on it. Uh, uh, but there, for a graphic, sure. I mean, that's that's uh, hard to say because you can always just keep building on something. <laughs> uh, you just have to find a place where it just feels right, and then you stop. You know, sometimes it's it's deadlines though. Once you've hit all your parameters, professionally, it's got to be like deadlines is probably the the most important thing. Yeah. Otherwise, you you guys would just go forever. Yeah. Go forever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that deadlines are pretty big indicator of when they're done. All right, let's take another break and we'll be back shortly. Hey, what's touching base? Well, it's a podcast, Dave. Podcast, okay. It's a podcast we do. We're not real sure what it's about, but we have fun doing it. We talk about anything. Nothing is off limits. The three of us, three kings getting that gold, just talking about our lives, pulling back the curtain, being transparent. Having a good time with some fun and easy banter. If you're a fan of that kind of thing, I think you should mash that subscribe button. And frankly, if you're not, then maybe that's on you. And fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to continue to talk about design here. Uh, you know, what's the what's the best part about doing this type of stuff? About this job in particular? About just getting to design, be graphic, be creative? Go ahead, Connor. One thing that I really enjoy, and you'll probably agree with this, is when you see a random person out wearing something that you designed. Uh, that's a really cool feeling, especially because I know personally, you know, a certain article of clothing can just like, you know, make you feel really confident, make you feel really cool, um, look good, feel good, you know. And so if you see someone else experiencing that through something you made, it's a, it's a heartwarming experience. I mean, with this with this industry where we're like making art, but not physical pieces that you are then. I mean, well, you do. You make physical art that you then sell. But it's like seeing somebody wearing it is kind of like the validation that that what you created was cool, right? Right. Yeah. 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 It's you know, it's fun to it's fun to design things that you want to wear. You know, uh, I love the I love getting into the details. Uh, when we do, when we design hats, you know, it's, it's really fun. Uh, there's so many possibilities and the, you know, the manufacturers have all these different fabrics and, uh, ways of constructing these hats, uh, and, and trying to narrow, narrow it down and to make a final product that looks cool, feels cool you know, does its job. Yeah. It, it's really fun. Well, uh, yeah. One, one of the, I mean, one of the reasons, one of the things that I like about clothing so much and one of the reasons why I like dive so deeply into it and I'm constantly thinking about it and shopping for it and looking at it and trying to create it and come up with it is details. Like I love the little details and like I appreciate every little thing. So, you know, when it, it when a company uses like a better Riri zipper instead of a YKK, or when they when they have clearly like designed their own fabric that they put a lot of thought into it's all these little things and so i'm with you like when we get to do hats that's the that's the thing that we most get to kind of like tweak and play with y yeah so you just wouldn't like, believe yeah putting together like the custom rope 
yeah, on the rope yeah, like and like matches the pantones that we chose for the art is always if the bill satisfying if the bill is is like an eighth of an inch too long or too short it just <laughs> makes it feel so weird and you'll sit there and you look at it for 45 minutes and you're like i don't know why i don't like it yeah and then the, either the the rounding on the edge of the bill is too sharp or you know and it's just there's so many little things. It's fun to it's fun to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we th- this year this, for this fall stuff, like I thought it was really dope too. How we went as far as like the seam tape, which nobody thinks about except for us. But it's like the lining in your hat is all custom and like matched to each hat. And it's like m- maybe you maybe you own one already, and it's not even something you would have noticed. But I think looking at you know if you start to look at that type of stuff, it it can really elevate your appreciation for clothing as an art form, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We put some some good Easter eggs yeah. in some of these and hats. A couple <laughs> Easter eggs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the if if the uh, red and yellow Easter egg made it. I think it has. I think it did. If you have one of those hats, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, inspect if, it. <laughs> And the this is exclusive information here. I don't think this has been shared <laughs> anywhere else. But if you have the red and yellow, it's called red and yellow, and it's it's our embroidered snake patch hat that's on online right now. To get that hat and, and <laughs> don't just, tell them where it is. Just you know, if you, you would if least you happen to it. have the hat, just look at the hat, see if you see anything. Because <laughs> okay. there's some things. <laughs> there are some things. That's right. What's is there anything hard about this? What's what's the worst part about this? Man. I mean, anytime I think something's rough, I mean, I just remind myself that I'd rather be doing this than like 99.9% of other jobs out there. So, yeah, it, I mean, there there are challenges. With okay, with your personal art, for example, Carter, like you have the 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 buck stops with you basically. So is it, I mean, is it difficult to like not have enti- like the the entirety of control? Like, is it hard? Like, is it hard to have to deal with like the criticism and other people weighing in about why or why a, a design might or might not work? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's it's challenging, but it, we know there's a set of standards, and like, it's we try to hit these standards, and then, uh. If 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 we do it right, then I don't get much blowback. But um, what what are what are some other things that that are tough about this job? Uh, that's I think that's a sign of of having a great job is, is when you struggle to think about the things that are bad about it. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I, I really like what I do. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you are struggling to come up with a you know killer idea. Right. But, I mean. That's still not, you know, a huge. Just, yeah, it's just live. Yeah. All right. Well, well, this is what we're working on now. We're doing the clothing. The fall eighteen rowdy gentlemen stuff is really cool. We put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. But let's throw it forward a little bit. And I just want to ask another kind of hypothetical question. Let's say that you just have like enough money to retire in ten years. What what kind of creative and journey creative journey would you embark on then? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, obviously make, make a studio, okay. big studio with all the stuff, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like 
I want one of those robot arms that they have in like a Toyota <laughs> factory. Uh-huh. You know, I want 3D printers. I want drones. I want I want the the setup. Do you remember f- the lady from the Big Lebowski who covered her her naked body in paint and then she oh, she was yeah. <laughs> flown down on wires and smashed onto a canvas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd you want to do that? I'd have that rig. Uh, <laughs> Supercomputers. Projectors <laughs> and space for dogs and uh, good music, and then and then it would be it would be like my funny farm. I like these. Uh, you just let it run wild, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, and have people over and nothing off limits. Just creating art every day. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd want sort of like an art posse, the way that it would basically be like Hansel's warehouse in Zoolander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be you, a house. You'd my have like house. you'd have like the tribesmen like on the half pipe, and then like, exactly, yeah, <laughs> totally, know, totally. Nordic but, Viking people sipping tea over in a tent over here, and exactly, yeah. just <laughs> not in New York because I like outdoor space. But uh, yeah, yeah, just fun. Lots of drugs, all the drugs. <laughs> uh, that would be ideal. And then I just kind of make art. And if if no one wanted to put it up, I'd just destroy it and <laughs> do something else. All right, what about you, Connor? I mean, I'm pretty much on the same page. Um, you kind of touched on it, but I'd I'd want a skate park in there. Yeah, Ooh. which but the the Hansel thing covers that kind of. I'd want a little more than that, but, but yeah, you'd build you, you'd build your own skate park. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Design all sorts of crazy obstacles. Yeah. What about what about any art? Would you do, would you do you, would you do any art, or would you just? Yeah, yeah, that'd be. I mean, it'd basically be. Or would you just go full full skate? I'd I'd go with what Carter said, and then in addition to that, the the skate area. <laughs> I want one of those big CNC like sixteen by sixteen foot cutters, you know, where you just load in a massive piece of plywood, and it'll just carve out via computer, you know. <laughs> put together like a big dinosaur something just cut out all the individual pieces yeah do it with metal wood uh, 3d 3d printing for clothing is coming f- soon sooner than than i think people think i've been reading some stuff about that that's wow. that that basically like the manual labor could be taken out of i feel of like the, in the loom, next 25 years the you know the the loom is sort of a a 3D fabric printer. Yeah. I mean, well, that, it kind of is. Probably, yeah. It's kind of the, what 3D printers are emulating now. That's it's true. It's just vertical up instead of sideways. So are you thinking eventually people will just have their own printer and they'll order something online and then it like sends the template and prints it out for you? That's probably further away. <laughs> but I, there, I really have seen stuff like that online, like wow. where you could just have your own 3D printer. Yeah. What if we all and just... Download a design, basically, a pair of Jordans, yeah, or whatever, and then it, and then it could wow. cook w- it for you. What if you just wore a belt, but we were actually all walking around naked, but <laughs> the clothes were projected onto you by this belt, and you didn't look naked, but in reality, like if you took your belt off, you would just be totally butt ass naked. The crazy thing about that is that would, I mean, it would compl- it would democratize clothing and fashion. Like it would kill, it wouldn't it kill any type of high end clothing or, or exclusivity because if you're able to download or get things on like, you know, 
that are that's code basically yeah mm-hmm. then people will hack it copy what, it what happens then i don't know what's a great the, question yeah. that is when we reach future status where everybody is just wearing the exact same silver jumpsuit <laughs> no but what if what if like anybody could just you know while they're taking their morning log just draw <laughs> draw their clothing and then when they step out of the stall they turn their belt on and all you know they've got like their kid picks house they drew on their phone yeah as their clothing yeah well some exciting things to come for sure i'm working on that right now <laughs> all right carter connor thanks for joining me talking about all this kind of weird nebulous stuff yeah. hope it was enjoyable for the listeners out there you can follow club cool on instagram and on twitter at club cool pod you can follow my personal accounts instagram and twitter at barrett dudley carter where can where can where can the listeners go check out your art uh carter 8605 on instagram that's me Connor, where can we see your uh, your skate videos of you shredding? You can check out my Zanga. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Connor Davis, C O N N O R Davis at all, or on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, are your DMs open? Of course. Okay, so ladies, you can slide <laughs> in there. Damn. All right, we will see you next week for V nine. <laughs>